education is important. And if you're an entrepreneur, your education is sales because you need to be able to sell to make money. It's the most important part about being an entrepreneur. So head over to anybusinessjournal.com slash Lamore to get uh, access to your 25% off the Lamore sales training program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hamster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we are here with Justin Chevrette of Chubbs Rubs Detailing. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good, you? <laughs> and you laugh when you say your own name. Uh, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this a little bit. I, I got to know the history because okay. it's going to be hysterical, so let's get into this. <laughs> all right, so the history goes back to the, the whole name comes from me and a group of friends were just hanging out one day. And my nickname was Chubbs because I was pretty chubbier back in the day. <laughs> so that's how I was known for is Chubbs. Yeah. And since everyone knew that I was into detailing cars, Chubbs rubs kind of just went together and yeah. we just rolled with it. Yeah. And ever since then, probably about three or four years ago, I've been known as Chubbs rubs. Okay. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, yes. after you think of it, you're like, okay, it makes sense. I can see yep. that, you know. Everyone gets a good laugh and they may give a little joke here and there, but, yeah. you know, it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, impressive to be confident <laughs> enough to use that as your business yes. name. I kind of like that, you know. <laughs> it, you need In this industry where there's so many detailers out there, yeah. you need something that really sticks out and shines. And that's where I think that name and, like, the packages that I've created stick out, and you're not going to forget it. Yeah. So is, is it kind of a – because I've met a couple detailers, but – is it really saturated industry, I guess? Technically, yes. Yeah. Anywhere you look, it's pretty saturated because anyone can be a detailer mm -hmm. or a car washer, but you just got to find out where you stick out. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into this a little bit. You mentioned <laughs> your packages that you offer and how they're kind of creative too. So yes. let's, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So I have a lot of different packages from basic in and outs to just interiors or exteriors. Like, we have the quick rub, which is uh, basic in and out. Yeah. If you want just something interior-wise, there's the light rub, which is just a basic interior cleaning. And then if you want a full, it's going to be the deep rub. And then there is other packages where it's gloss enhancing, so it's gloss boss. And then the happy ending, which is my favorite. Kind of puts everything into one. Yeah. So those names kind of really help me out, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just listening to them, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And... I can, I can only imagine someone ordering and kind of like, yeah, I want that one. Yep. <laughs> you know? I want the happy ending. I'm sure that's out. that's uh, memorable. Yes, and that's I it. always laugh whenever I get like an email or a Facebook message, <laughs> and they're just like, I'll have one happy ending, and I'm like, okay, then let's go. <laughs> oh, that's 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 terrible. So, do you typically work out of one place, or you kind of travel around? I know everyone's a little different. So, when I first started detailing I was focusing on mobile because we had a lot of businesses that had fixed locations yeah so I felt like there wasn't enough mobile detailers that mm -hmm. can actually give you quality for a fair price yeah. so I was focused on mobile detailing just about most of my career um, recently just got a shop in bow okay so I'm focusing on that too so I'm gonna give people whatever they want if they want to come to me that's great if not then I can go to them still okay pretty cool now are you dealing with um, just regular consumers by themselves or do you kind of work for dealerships so most of my clientele is car car guys based mm -hmm. I deal with a lot of 
kind of higher end cars, show cars, okay. stuff like that. I also do like minivans for soccer moms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, bikes, boats. Um, I do have a dealership, uh, Route 77 Motors okay. in Ware. Uh, they have me doing their cars, which is awesome. So I kind of do just about everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just said soccer moms, and I'm like, I can only, like, when I picture soccer moms, <laughs> I, I, I tend to think a little timid, and just thinking about the names of your packages, it's probably, <laughs> I just, like, struck me as just, like, really funny. Yeah. It, it does get pretty funny at times. Yeah. Thinking about the kids, and then you have the <laughs> minivans, and the packages, and shoves, rubs. It's just hilarious all together. Yeah. So it's good it's a good experience like yes. so I gotta, how long have you been in business i don't know what you mentioned so i've been in business officially since 2017 okay so a little over a year but now. before then i was detailing on the side as a yeah. hobby passion for about 10 years okay so i kind of have a background in this yeah yeah that's good because i hate detailing cars like i kind of mentioned i sell cars just to kind of make money when i feel like it yep and Man, I hate detailing cars. Like, I won't do it. <laughs> My boss is like, would you go clean the car? No. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. It's, you got to have, like, the patience with it. And mm-hmm. you can't just do a quick once-over because then, you know, yeah, just may not be good enough to, like, standards. Yeah. So, that's actually a really good question. So, my first, the first dealership I ever worked for, the owner was super stringent on how he wanted his cars cleaned. So, kind of know what length do you go to for cleaning your cars like because that dude if he opened it and he saw even like a speck of dirt anywhere it wasn't good you had to do it again like are you kind of like that or you're a little more (laughs) kind of laid back (laughs) it it really depends on what the person is paying for yeah um sometimes i'll go a little bit further Mm -hmm. if it's not going to take like a day thing to do um you know if it's got like a little stain here and they didn't pay for a full shampoo Mm -hmm. i'll do like a spa treatment yeah. And if I can do it in a few minutes to make it look better, customer's going to notice and they're going to be happy and I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Um, as far as the dealership I work for, it's basically just making sure everything's clean. Yeah. We're not looking for brand new, but we're looking for something better than its current condition. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which in used cars can be quite bad. <laughs> they, you know, I've had some that, you know, are pretty simple, straightforward. They're not that bad. Previous owners take care of it. And then I've had, you know, full-on pet hair and stains and odors and stuff like that. And yeah. it takes longer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's kind of funny. Um, oh, man. So you mentioned you get to work with a lot of higher-end cars, right? Yep. Are those kind of fun to work on? Because those are just nice cars to be to look at, let alone, you know, get to play with them a little. And Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, paint's paint. Yeah. They all, it's all the same. Some you have to take more precautions than others around certain areas. But, mm-hmm. I mean, most higher-end cars are relatively clean to begin with, so it's a pretty easy job. Yeah. Uh, sometimes customers can be more pickier than others, and you just have to work with that and make sure they're happy because that's the number one thing, making yeah. sure the customer's happy. Yeah. And is it a lot of just n- may- kind of getting to know their expectations before you clean the car? type deal i feel like when they contact me initially mm-hmm. just talking to them for a few minutes and gauging of what they want and even talking to them in person for the first time i can gauge what they want and i can sell them what they want versus what they don't want yeah so i can they can may have one package in mind and i'll take a look at their car and I'm like 
you know, you could probably get away with the lower package and I can just add in shampooing if they don't want their seats clean or something like yeah. that. It's all about gauging the customer and seeing what they want and not trying to oversell. Yeah. Oversell and have the fun, though. <laughs> I don't want to promise you the world and yeah. <laughs> and the car is just too bad a condition where I can't bring it to the yeah. world. Yeah, I gotcha. Because I've seen some cars that are just, I don't know how they ever get them clean. They do eventually. It takes a while. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty funny. Huh. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break for the sponsors. Um, everyone hold right on. So I am incredibly happy to announce that I am now working with Friends of Kevin. So the owner, Kevin Willette of New England B2B, has decided that New Hampshire Business Show is a fantastic uh, opportunity for him and for us all. So if you are interested in networking, growing your business, meeting some other fantastic entrepreneurs, check out the website. I'm going to link to it down below reach out to Kevin. It's a fantastic opportunity for everybody. I am super excited to show you the progress being made to my website. I wish I could. Uh, but like I said, pictures are going up. We're putting up all the wording. We're putting up the services and our sponsors. And it's all coming together so well. And I am really, really excited to finally press play on that and put it out there so that we can really take the show to the next level. So head over to anyonsbusinessshow.com slash zimventures uh, to see about getting a new website for yourself because it's amazing when, you know, your website finally reflects how you feel about your business because sometimes, you know, I know how it is. You're technically not gifted <laughs> and you're kind of sad at how your website looks. So anyonsbusinessshow.com slash zimventures and check it out for yourself. All right. So, okay, getting back into this. You had mentioned that the air, your industry is a little oversaturated, and I can totally see that with, you know, some dealerships having their own cleaners and you know all this stuff. How do you build a good clientele base even in an industry that's oversaturated? So, like I said, I deal with a lot of car people, yeah. so car groups and stuff like that. And word of mouth has been the best thing for me in my business. Mm -hmm. um, you treat one customer well, you make. You blow their minds, they're going to tell one person, and then that person's going to tell another person. If they have people say their referral, you know, they get their cars done, and I hit it out of the ballpark with it, per se, you know, they're just going to tell people. Mm -hmm. And word of mouth has been the best thing for me. It's my number one source of, like, advertising. Yeah. So it just comes to me. People are like, oh, you did so-and-so's car, you know, last week or last month. And I'm like, yeah, then, like, I want that done. I want this. And so you just take care of them, and they're going to spread your name out there, and it takes off. Okay, cool. So, oh, that's interesting. Because people like to work the word of mouth train, but sometimes it doesn't work out for them. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> um, is that, the, you said that's your biggest form of advertising. Is that pretty much all you do is kind of word of mouth, or do you fiddle with anything else? Uh, word of mouth, um, T-shirts. Okay, yeah. um, Good branding. Stickers, business cards, Facebook. Um, that's really it. I don't have it out on like signs or any sponsors, yeah. stuff like that. Cause I felt like so far I'm doing pretty well for just what I've been doing. Yeah. And if you just opened a shop, then yeah, I guess you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, the shop is kind of basically for the higher end jobs, like corrections yeah. and coatings and stuff like that, where I need to be out of the elements Yeah. to do this. So mm -hmm. that's kind of 
basically for that, but I'm still mobile and I handle people. Yeah. How long does it typically take to, I guess it would depend on the package, but let's say a very basic cleaning, you know, you can come to them, how long would it typically take to handle a job like that? Generally, it's it's all by case. Yeah. Um, let's just take like a 2015 Honda Civic sedan. Um, not that dirty, they do a basic intro, so the quick rub. So, realistically about an hour, hour and a half at most. Okay. Cool. And then, again, depending on how dirty they are, that can kind of scale. <laughs> yeah. So, if we had that same car with the happy ending, which had the full interiors with the shampoo and then paint polish on the outside and leather cleaning seats condition them, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking on the scale of three to four hours. Okay. So, and if you have like a big suburban that has pet hair and they get the basic package, um, that could take up to two, two and a half hours because there's so much more mass to clean and more like cubbies to clean and hiding spots and stuff like that. Pet hair alone adds a lot of time. I just did a Wrangler today with a lot of pet hair and that was, that took some time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine. Um, man, yeah. Pets are crazy. Like. Well, pets and anything. Pets and kids. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of group them together. They uh, they make mess real fast too. Yep. So, you, you get the uh, the old saying, you know, customers, it's not that bad, and you get there, and it's the total opposite. Yeah. And pet hair is it's everywhere. So like you have to really clean every inch, and even at times you could probably miss a little spot and. Or if they put their pets right back in it, so it's like, so why lose, lose. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, why do you just have me do that when you're just going to put your dog back yep. in it? Oh, my God, yeah. I can see that being almost frustrating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then kids spilling things like juice and, mm. you know, always like goldfish. I like goldfish, but. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets to be pretty big sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So is it is it just you or do you have employees? It's just me right now. Um, there are some times where I'll have bigger jobs, multi-car jobs, and I'll hire a friend to come on with me that may need a few bucks, and yeah. I'll give him some jobs that I don't really want to do, <laughs> and uh, throw him some some throw him some money and uh, buy him lunch, and yeah, you know, make sure he's paid for it. Okay, that's pretty cool. Are you, are you looking to grow the business to a point where you could hire people, or are you kind of comfortable at the level it's at? Um, I do plan on hiring at least one other person mm-hmm. probably in the next few years, depending where the business goes yeah. this year. If it, if it grows and grows and grows, then I will definitely look for someone to help me. I've had a few people, a few friends actually ask me so far this year if I need help. And I'm not at that position where I kind of need someone to yeah. help me, but I keep my ears open and watch. Yeah, just kind of, you could either be busy or you could hire someone to lighten the load a little bit, but uh, a lot of people just choose to stay a little busier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of worrying about hiring on staff and stuff and yeah, all yes. that extra expense. And make sure that, you know, they're up to speed and they know the quality and they know how to do things and stuff yeah. like that. If I can if I can handle it on my own, then I will. But eventually I'm going to have to hire someone to help me. Yeah, eventually. Even their accountant. <laughs> yep. That's probably the big one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, I think you had said, you know, paint's paint, everything's anything. But you have a favorite car that you've got to play around with and clean? I do not have a favorite car. No? Oh, no. Okay. I've, I've I'm, done I'm, a lot of, uh, like, Ford Focus S, 
tees because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I used to, I do a lot of them. Yeah. And so I kind of know how they are, and so I know how the whole job's going to go. Yeah. So I'd say I've had more experience in those kind of cars. Yeah. But there's, you know, harder paints or clear coats and softers, and each car is different. So it can be a good job or it can be a long, stressful job. Yeah. That's actually a good point. I, I can understand the interiors and, I mean, you, it, probably not too, too much uh, as far as, like, variety there. But when you were mentioning just kind of knowing the, the vehicle, how much actually goes into, like, just knowing what type of vehicle it could take, what type of either chemical or... Because it sounds like you could probably do a lot of damage to certain vehicles if you use the wrong stuff on them. Yes. Maybe? Um, so, as far as interiors go... Um, Carpets can be different. Really? Some like some are thin and like to hold things in, so you could scrub that carpet with a vacuum, mm-hmm. and dirt's still gonna fluff up. And hmm. that's that's real like hair pulling. Like, yeah, why don't you stop? Um, as far as paints go, if I'm doing like paint polishing or buffing or correcting, um, some could be easier to remove defects, and some could be a lot harder. And if it's harder, it just takes more time to do it. Um, Depending on the type of machine that you use and the compounds and polishes, you could do some damage to the clear coat, the finish, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it is, depending on the machine you use, like a rotary, if you don't know what you're doing, you could burn through the clear coat. And that's a big oops. Yeah. So, but dual action polishes, stuff like that, are pretty foolproof. You'd have to really try to really mess up. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's funny. I get, like, back when I was in Miami, for, I went down to Miami for a little bit, like, a couple of years ago, and I was playing around with this dude's uh, Rolls Royce Ghost. Yep. And, like, I can only imagine <laughs> how mad he would be if I had to clean that and just jack that up, you yeah. know? Like, so, uh, yeah, you mentioned high rank cars, and I'm like, those people can be kind of picky about their vehicles, mm-hmm. too, so I can only imagine, like, messing up one. I'm like, oh, screw that. <laughs> I mean, the basics of, like, messing up your car paint-wise is yeah. improperly washing it. Yeah. That is, like, the biggest thing that anyone could do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many forms of washing a car, and if you just take, like, a cloth shirt or something as, like, your wash mitt, and you just start washing and just use one bucket and keep dipping it in, and that's going to really add scratches and swirls into your paint. Yeah. Hmm. So... That actually brings up a really good set of questions, cleaning your vehicle. Because I think we've talked quite a bit about, you know, kind of how you do it. <laughs> yep. Generally, when people have vehicles, especially up here in the north, um, are there some things that they typically do that are just blatantly wrong, like, all the time <laughs> um, that you've seen? I, I wouldn't say I've seen a lot. Um, it's just typical. I'm sure everyone in the world does it. They usually use a broom or they use, like, a mitt with one bucket. Mm-hmm. And they just, because when they take the mitt and they start washing it, yeah, and the dirt that's in the mitt goes into their one bucket, yeah, and then they put the mitt back on, so the dirt you just pull off is going back on, yeah, and you're kind of scratching it as you're just washing it, yeah. So people invent like grit guards if you want to use a mitt, but I just use one bucket with a lot of microfiber towels, so I never, I'll use two sides of a towel so I can get two panels done. And then I just put that towel aside. I never put it back in the bucket. So I'm never transferring dirt onto the panel and mm-hmm. scratching it. That's pretty good. 
feel a little meticulous just to know the not to do that, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a lot of self-taught and help from mentors and stuff like that. Yeah. Developing over time. Yeah. How often should people be cleaning their cars? That is, if you're in an area that's gets dirty often, so if you're in construction sites, mm-hmm. um, you're going to want to do it more often. Because the longer that you have dirt sitting on your paint, say if you had a wax on it or a sealant, the longer the dirt sits on it, the less it's going to protect because it's just got covered with stuff. Yeah. Um, if your car is a garage queen and only goes out on Sundays, you don't need to wash it as often. But I would say at least once every two weeks, at least once a month. Oh, so you should be washing it way more often than people do. Yes. <laughs> at least that's what I think. Yeah. But it's all debatable and it's all opinionated. Yeah. All right. I can see that. <laughs> like, so, like, my car, you know, it's a black car. Yeah. I have to make sure it looks presentable, so mm-hmm. I'm usually washing it once a week. Maybe well, more. Yeah. That's good. Well, at least you probably have it down where it's quick. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. I can do it about 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And I guess if you're if you're washing your car and making sure you're doing it well, does that kind of help? I'm assuming, hopefully, the longevity of the I guess the even the look of the car. I would say yes. Um, if you're always keeping it clean, you know, it's not going to look crappy, covered in dirt and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's always going to look its best. Yeah. Always having some protection too helps too. Yeah. So like. Red cars are more prone to UV damage from the sun. So that will actually make your paint fade. So mm. if you have like a good protection on it, then it's going to help fight against that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because in my sales days, uh, you know, especially with rust and some of that stuff, you know, we're up here in the north, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, does a good waxing and cleaning kind of help negate some of that or is it just going to happen regardless so in the winter washing your undercarriage yeah having it undercoated first off is your best bet and mm-hmm. then just sending it through the car wash with the undercarriage is always best keeping that keeping the salt off your car as best as you can as much as you can is your best bet for protection against rust um, usually for me before winter hits I'll do like winter specials where I'll end up doing a long-lasting protectant like a coating or sealant to get them at least through the winter mm-hmm. inside i'll do like fabric protectant on the carpet so it helps with salt stains okay and so i'll just get them all prepared paint wise and inside wise and if they want to undercoat their car great if not whatever and just wash it whenever they can yeah that's pretty cool because i know i see it a lot with the, the horrible rust some vehicles take and stuff and uh not really familiar with the undercoating section of it so that's good advice for people that you know want to not run into those issues down the road (laughs) yeah i mean even if you got a brand new car in august and you want to protect it i would even have it undercoated then yeah just to get ahead of the ball because everyone's getting their car undercoated in october yeah so just beating the ball and protecting your investment is the number one thing yeah Hmm, that's pretty cool uh now, I can only imagine with undercoating. Do you have a lift at your shop, or is that something you actually have to get under there and spray I don't, coat? I don't do undercoatings oh, yeah. yet. I mean, eventually that's something I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, but it's 
the form of spraying some sort of fluid. Uh, some people use fluid film, and you just spray everything underneath, and it protects. Okay. So it's like spraying wax on. No. But I mean, it's more than just wax. It's it's black, and it's it just coats everything and protects it from salt and stuff. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I guess something to look forward to down the road if you get into that area. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, awesome. So, is there anything else you wanted to uh, throw in there? Any specials, deals, things you want to chat about? No, I think I'm good. All right, cool. Cover everything? Yep. Awesome. Good. So, thank you guys so much for watching today. Thank this you. has been a lot of fun, and I haven't been able to speak to car dealers or detailers before like this, so it's actually kind of cool to learn more about what you do. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I can help in some form of way. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we're going to roll up with the last word from our sponsors. Everyone have a good day. I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If you're a guest of the New Hampshire Business Show, Audible wants you to try out their services with a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook for yourself. Take it out. It's a gift for being part of the show.